successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello Kansas City and welcome to Grill Nation. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and you're listening to Talk980AM.com on Talk980AM.com. I appreciate that. You're also uh, appreciate you joining us today from iTunes and tune in radio on podcasts and uh, appreciate you always joining us every Saturday and following us along on grillnationshow.com. I uh, hope you've been doing great. We've had a great few weeks here at Grill Nation. I apologize again for last week. We uh, we had the Grill Nationals in studio, so uh, we had some fun banter. Hopefully, you if you haven't heard that show, you can tune back into the podcast page and listen to that with Andrew Bash and John Kenny Hertz tackled some trending topics. Also had uh, Kim Palmer on from the American Royal Barbecue uh, hopefully you enjoyed that event last week as well as the art fair a few weeks ago. I've actually uh, had a great opportunity last week to uh, attend an event in Kansas City. Uh, President Bill Clinton was there. It was a exceptional event. So I wanted to let our listeners know that are politically inclined that have been listening the last few weeks that uh, President Bill Clinton uh, is a, a great guy and that he was in town to raise money for his wife's campaign for president and uh, it was exceptional and was a good person to talk to i actually got to talk to him a little bit about sock 101 which uh which uh he enjoyed and uh it was a great event here in kansas city and then really great to see him again i actually interned in the white house in 2000 in his last term and uh it was real exciting to talk to him again uh, in kansas city last week i want to thank our partners and sponsors and supporters of grill nation uh who every week uh, come on our shows, uh, give us guests, talk to us, help us out with funding, and our really great people here in Kansas City and throughout the country. We have Kretcher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Real Estate, Andrew Bash is a co-host and contributor, Ken Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Ken Hertz, guest co-host and contributor, Catalyst Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, contributor, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, guest co-host and contributor, Kansas City Power and Light District, and two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. I'm hoping I can get Ryan on the show to co-host sometime in the near future. Uh, he's a busy man, and uh, hopefully we will get him on soon. So, again, thanks to all of our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. On today's show, we are uh, going to have two separate different guests here. Uh, it's going to be a fun little uh, mix match here. We're going to have in our first segment, actually coming up here in a few minutes, we will have the two uh, founders and design officers from Acre, Designs, which Acre Designs is um, a really cool company, and uh, they actually are uh, going to be in studio. Acre Designs builds homes for the next generation, homes that fully embrace new technologies, processes, and materials. Acre homes are more efficient, comfortable, intelligent, and affordable. Using these principles, owners of an acre home can save hundreds of thousands of dollars compared to traditionally built homes. Uh, you can check out more about that at AcreDesigns.com. They have a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, a net zero home and potentially in the startup village. They're having an Indiegogo campaign. And uh, if you haven't checked out their website, check it out. It's pretty nice. And uh, we're going to get into 
what all this means and uh, why you know you should look at doing this in the future. I actually am not a homeowner, so I'm excited to talk to them. Maybe I will. Uh, maybe I will be the first people in these net zero homes. So, anyways, they will be in our first segment today. We will have uh, Jennifer Dixon, the co-founder of Acre Designs, and Andrew Dixon, the founder at Acre, uh, coming up here shortly. In our third and fourth segment today, we will have Joel Goldberg, who is the pre- and post-game host of Royals Live on Fox Sports Kansas City. He also is a contributor to Grill Nation. We've had him on throughout the Royals season this year. Uh, he is going to be coming on today to talk about kind of a recap of the season, talk about the playoffs here as we enter October. It's very exciting times here in Kansas City. I don't know about you, but last October... I uh, didn't get much accomplished uh, for my different jobs, but very excited to uh, have Joel Goldberg come on the show today. He will be calling in and to talk about, you know, the Royal season. We didn't quite reach that 100 wins mark that we talked about his last appearance, but however, we're the best team in the American League, and we will have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So going to be interesting to get Joel's take as we move forward uh, into the playoffs here in Kansas City. So he will be joining me today. Again, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show, also at GrillNationShow.com. Thanks to you, all of our listeners, and for all the people who connect with me via social media. I greatly appreciate it. Let's get started here with our first guests. We have Jennifer Dixon and Andrew Dixon, founders and co-founder at Acre Designs. How are you? Good yeah, to see you guys. Good. Get up close to your mics here. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for bearing with me for the intro segment. Um, so first of all, let's uh, let's kind of get your guys' uh, backgrounds here in this first segment. And then the next segment, we'll get into kind of the company. Let's talk. Let's talk first to Jennifer. Kind of talk to us about your background and kind of um, what brought you to Acre. So I've been an architect for a little over a, a decade, and uh, Andrew, so you're saying you're smarter than I am. You're not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I definitely could not have done that intro. Um, yeah. So just been practicing most recently at Burns and McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, great company. Great company. Really great company. Um, and had a good experience there on the commercial side. Um, but as a family, Andrew and I are, are married co-founders. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I wanted to make <laughs> sure I was sure about that because you know, yeah. there's not probably not many people that have the same last names that own the company together. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, we decided to go fully, fully on board together, and um, part of that was just our own experience owning a home together, uh-huh. and and walking through the process of of remodeling and and the finances of owning a home, and from a design perspective, looking at all the flaws, and you know, feeling really locked into our decision with a home and our careers because of the huge financial constraint that a home can become. It is definitely a um, a commitment, if you will. It is. And I uh, haven't bought it. I have actually living in an apartment now, but uh, there's a little less commitment there. But I understand by looking at your, your website, I mean, I would definitely live in one of these houses. I mean, they're amazing looking. So that's cool to hear. Um, Andrew, talk to us about kind of your background, too. So uh, I'm an industrial designer and interior architect. Uh, and so I've worked in a little bit of commercial uh, interiors, but also product design, everything from bass boats to supersonic jets, uh, consumer products. Um, and so that's, it's kind of literally a marriage between architecture and industrial design of how we approach, uh, this problem. So I've, I previously had another company where I, uh, designed and manufactured really high end sustainable furniture. Um, so that kind of gave me a little more insight into, you know, manufacturing and producing for, uh, volume and looking how to make something that's really beautiful, but get it into a price ranges that made sense. And, mm-hmm. and so those all really play into how we approach this problem and how we try to tackle it. Are you guys both local people? Did you grow up in Kansas City? Or are you from 
We both Other moved places. all over the place. Younger, he was an army brat, and uh, my dad was in sales, but we've mostly been from here. Okay, so you, you kind of, did you come to Kansas City for Burns and McDonald, or did you? No, as a child. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then you, uh, I read on your bio, went to Kansas State. Yep. Which yep. is a uh, a good architecture school. Yes, it From is. From what I've heard. And I'm KU Architecture, <laughs> oh, so we you? get to battle over that. Wow, you guys really are uh, <laughs> interesting here. Um, what's, it, what's it been like, kind of, we have 50 seconds left in this segment, kind of working together to uh, on this new company? Um, it obviously has challenges, as any company would, being um, co-founders, but it's really something we felt we were inspired to do. I mm-hmm. mean, since we've met, we've really wanted to use our talents together and do something meaningful. Mm-hmm. And... It just seems like it was meant to be that we're able to do this for for families. And that's something we really are passionate about is we have two little kids ourselves Mm -hmm. opening up people's time and resources for for more living life in a a more meaningful way. Wow, you said that very well. Wow, that was great. (laughs) That was great. We're talking to the two founders of Acre Designs. You can call it Acre. You can call it Acre Designs. It's at AcreDesigns.com. Jennifer Dixon and Andrew Dixon, we'll be right back after the break. We're going to get really into the net zero home and uh, the company here after the break on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on a wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it. Welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for listening today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com, as well as on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Hope you're having a great week. Want to bring back in our guests that we had on at the end of the first segment. We have Jennifer Dixon and Andrew Dixon, the co-founders of Acre. Um, we were talking, we kind of got your backgrounds out and, uh, learned that you guys were married, uh, <laughs> talked about home ownership a little bit, but talk to me about kind of acre designs and you can check that out. Everyone at acre and kind of what we're dealing with here, um, and kind of, you know, the house, the house you're kind of building and whatnot. So we see a, a fantastic opportunity to kind of reinvent the home from the ground up. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is we're called net zero home. So they're homes that, uh, have no energy bill. So they provide all their own power, um, and which is obviously a huge leap from a from a standard home. Right. I mean, is this something that is? Are you guys kind of revolutionary in this matter? I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't think of anyone else here locally that's done. So this. no, there there's some homes that are close to net zero, but I don't think there's any actually any certified net zero homes in Kansas City yet. There's about 600 throughout the nation right now mm-hmm. that are certified. Um, so they're not particularly common yet. Um, but the technology is there, and actually, you know, that's where we see the opportunity is things of, you know, price of solar, the price of certain building materials, and then also the cost of electricity as it continues to rise makes this more and more not only viable, but really uh, an alternative. And at the end of the day, we see this within several years being kind of the default method of building. You're kind of your key key points here on the website are it's houses are becoming, American houses are becoming inefficient and expensive and old. Um, one of the key things is you said, and you're an ex- expensive point, is you said a $300,000 new home actually costs about $868,000 over 30 years when interest, utilities, taxes, and insurance are included. That's close to a million dollars for what is, by definition, a very average home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're really encouraged when we go to buy a home to look at what's the maximum monthly payment I can handle. Instead so you're of, scaring me already talking about <laughs> millions of dollars no, for I'm a little No, I'm bringing home. you over to our side. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, you're not encouraged to think over the lifetime, what's the real cost of ownership of a home? And I think we need to get back to being sensible about um, this is your biggest investment. How can you expect more out of it? Right. Talk to me about kind of what the look of the house is. Um, tell us about kind of the design since you guys uh, obviously have an architecture background. Take us through that whole um, walk through the house. So we have um, we actually have a range of plans that we offer, mm-hmm. um, six designs that will roll out next year. So you have one for like a a modern person, we a do. contemporary person, and then remember more of a classic person. I don't mm-hmm. know. What we've done is we've really taken just classic building forms um, and stuck with the basics as far as just good proportion, a uh, few different roof lines so that they can fit into any kind of a neighborhood context. And then people have the option of putting whatever kind of cladding on them makes sense for the area. So if you are in a neighborhood um, that requires certain things for its HOA, you can use those building materials. Or if you want to be a little more adventurous or go more maintenance-free, there are a range of options for how you kind of skin the home. And that can take it from a more traditional look to a more modern look. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You don't have to do a huge shift. And as long as you build kind of the core of the house, you know, in a certain way, that there's not a big difference. I mean, the home that we're doing right now out in Oak Grove is very rustic. Uh, looks almost like a cabin, but that very home with just a few little treatments and a few little details becomes very modern in a different setting. And so that's kind of what we wanted to do is we know that people have different interests in their in their stylistic choices, and so we try to make that available. So you guys can cater that. Um, yeah. So if I'm a family, married, and have a couple kids, is this a, will I be able to live in this house? Absolutely. We, that's our situation. Right. So this is uh, we've definitely got models built around that. One of the interesting things that we were talking about off air is, you know, you're not there yet. You don't have kids and you're being sort of pressured to buy a certain size home. Mm-hmm. Well, what we've done with, with our um, prototype house is created an entry that can be subdivided so that when you do buy a home as a single guy, you can sublet the upstairs, let someone else pay for the bulk of your mortgage. And we have demountable walls, which click in and out really easily so mm-hmm. that as your family grows, you can take over that space. But then on the other side um, of the equation, for empty nesters whose kids are leaving, they can then sublet that space again, have a mother-in-law's quarters, or towards the end of life have in-home care. And we've tried to think about that full life cycle of a home so that we've made it easy for a home to really be flexible for a family. This is awesome. I'm really enjoying this. Um, so you're going you're gonna to have the prototype. It's going to be set for completion here next year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's is it... Where is it going to be located? I mean, I know you you talked to me about maybe potentially some of the locations. Is is it is are we doing something at Startup Village? Yeah, so yeah. we've identified um, the Startup Village as a perfect spot for this because um, we just love the context of the village with all the other entrepreneurs who could mm-hmm. benefit from our home in particular because it'll be for our prototype wired with about forty different sensors where we get to monitor the performance wow. and take advantage of um, a lot of technology on the backbone of Google Fiber. Um, so then when we're done using the home as a demonstration, we can allow other entrepreneurs developing home technology to use it as kind of a living laboratory um, and, and make it more of a, a real asset for Kansas City entrepreneurship. So, yeah, you guys say in your press release um, you want to raise an awareness about green living. Obviously, it would be a perfect place. There's always people there to get public tours and demos. Living lab for home entrepreneurs. Technology entrepreneurs, obviously, <laughs> they're full of them at Start a Village. Um, kind of make some refinements before going to market and demonstrate your revolutionary construction processes. Um, very cool. Um, you guys actually have a campaign going well now as well, right, on Indiegogo? 
Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so we're trying so, to raise uh, through that, through some corporate sponsorship uh, and some other investors, we're trying to raise funds to build this prototype home um, as a part of our <laughs> launch. And so this is really what uh, where we define how you construct the home in the future. And so we're using this as a showcase tool, and, and a lot of our sponsors will obviously come from the uh, building material realm, uh, but looking for corporate sponsors that are trying to, to um, get involved with shaping the way homes impact people's lives. Because that's really our, um, that's kind of our flag out in the distance of, of what we focus on is, you know, not just the, you know, all the, there's just many, many things that go into homes, how homes are built. And there's a lot of things you can kind of get lost in. But mm-hmm. we really want to look at, you know, that $900,000 when you have that load on you as a family, that dictates what you do. You know, that dictates a job and how, you know, and you can't easily quit a job that dictates where you live, your, you know, your school choices. Mm-hmm. And we want to lighten that load so you can go do other things. You have more options in life. Yeah. I think that you're speaking my language right now, Andrew. Um, <laughs> so talk to me about kind of the, the price points. I mean, what are you guys looking at? I mean, I know we're kind of far in the distance yet, but um, like, so let's say I want to buy a house, you know, a typical house. Um, I don't know, 2,000 square feet. What am I looking at here? So Andrew mentioned earlier there's about 600 net zero homes in the country already. Right. All of those are two to three times the cost of a standard home. Our big leap with our company is bringing net zero homes down into standard construction prices. Mm -hmm. So our prototype is 1,800 square feet, four uh, Three bedrooms, four bedrooms, sorry. Well, so then my realtor will be cool with it then. Yeah. Yeah. Be all right with it. Give me no grief. Four bedroom, two bath, 1,800 square feet, and we're building that for 220. Wow. Minus land costs. Right. That's the same price per square foot as standard construction. And a big way that we accomplish that is um, building in about half the time of a standard home. So we shave a lot of labor because of the product design thinking and Andrew's industrial design background, you know, fixing a lot of the process that's broken in the construction industry allows us to put that back into the product. I can't imagine what your guys' house looks like that you live in now. <laughs> it's on the market if anybody's oh, yeah, interested. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll talk to the realtors, yeah. You need to stay in Kansas City, though, obviously. Um, yeah, I can't imagine with two designers and architects, like, you know, <laughs> what, 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 what the curves well, look like. and Sometimes it's the uh, cobbler's kids. Uh, <laughs> Where uh, we're focused on other things, designing for other people more often than not. <laughs> right. I know, right? That's kind of how I am, too. You know, you're doing all these other things and kind of maybe don't put enough uh, time into your actual home or your actual stuff. Um, talk to us. Um, so if people do donate to the Indiegogo, you're talking about sponsors and, and whatnot. Is there any kind of rewards or perks they'd receive? Yeah, we've got actually a, a wide array of rewards from T-shirts, obviously, um, to experiences with the home where you can come take a swing at uh, demolishing the existing home on the site and, or you can come build with us on certain um, weekends through the the construction to when it's complete. We also have stays in the home where if you want to be able to experience um, staying overnight or for a weekend in the home, those are some of our rewards as well. Great. And we can go to acredesigns.com and your Indiegogo link is on the website. Right. Um, Very cool. I mean, I'm just looking at the, 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 the house. I mean, I love the the reclaimed wood kind of look to it. Um, it. It seems to me that you're going to have a lot of success with homes that look like this uh, because there really is nothing like this in Kansas City. And if there is, it's it's just they're gone in like a day. You know, if they're on the market for like a day, they're gone. Well, so. and that's one of the things that we see as a big opportunity is, you know, as architects, 
you know, you're usually doing design as a service. And so you can't, you know, if you're building a house under half a million dollars, you're really not going to have an architect involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like relatively undesigned homes. I mean, they don't have uh, a lot of effort into it. I mean, think about how much money and efforts put into our consumer products and our cars. And that's what we look at it. So we want to put significant time and effort into the design of these homes and then, and then sell them more as a product out to consumers around uh, the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so you that guys are also going to try to expand out of Kansas city at some point, yep. I'd assume. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Our business model is pretty unique to the industry. Instead of doing this one at a time and never repeating our designs, we put all that design thinking in up front so that it's repeatable and then we can partner with builders throughout the country to provide them the processes and the materials and sort of the formula for building these at, at a good cost. Man, I'm 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 all sold, you guys. I'm, when you get the houses <laughs> built here in the next few years, just let me know. I'm gonna have to <laughs> save, save up, lots. Yeah, I'm gonna have to save up some money. Uh, J- Jennifer Dixon, Andrew Dixon, uh, co-founders of Acre. Check them out at AcreDesigns.com. It's a really cool website. Good luck on your Indiegogo campaign and. Uh, Thank you for coming on Grill Nation today, and uh, please keep in touch and uh, let me know how I can help. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a bad bitch like this. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll Married to the money, introduced her to my stove Showed her how to whip and now she remakes it for low She my track queen, let Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and joining us today on Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you also joining us today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Appreciate all of our podcast listeners. Um, again, you can connect with Jason Grill, myself, at Jason Grill on Twitter and at Grill Nation Show on Twitter. Also, I'm on Instagram and Snapchat at Jason Grill. Uh, we really want to thank our sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation again. They've been, uh, they're very great people and have great businesses and do a lot of great things here in Kansas City and throughout the country. They are Crutcher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Real Estate, Kenny Ertz Perry, Attorney at Law, Catalyst, Government Affairs, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, and Jay Rieger & Co., Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors in Ryan Rake. Thanks for partnering and supporting Grill Nation with Jason Grill, and uh, appreciate you continuing to help grow the show and uh, bring new guests and exciting things every single week here on Grill Nation. Very excited about our next guest. I uh, hope you've enjoyed our segment so far. Uh, we have a great friend of my of the show, Joel Goldberg, who is the pre- and post-game uh, host of Royals Live. He's also a reporter of on Fox Sports Kansas City, obviously, through Royals coverage. I thought as if it'd be a great time to have Joel back. We've had him on throughout the year talking about the Royals. Obviously, October is here. We are uh, excited about the playoffs. want to go over kind of the season with Joel and uh, also talk to Joel about uh, what he's excited about with October coming. I know I mentioned this at the top of the show. I didn't uh, work very much last October. Um, Tried my best, but uh, it was hard, so we're going to be having that happen again here in Kansas City, hopefully all the way to the World Series. So we have Joel Goldberg on the line. You can follow him on Twitter, at GoldbergKC. How are you today, Joel? I'm doing great. The uh, the marathon, as we like to say, and I think I've said it on the show before, the marathon known as the six-month baseball season plus spring training is officially over. And after months and months and year after year of saying, guys, it's just one game, it's just two games, 
it's just four losses in a row or whatever it might be, it's okay. Now we're officially at the point where every pitch, every game, every moment matters. This truly now is the sprint, which is awesome. It is awesome. Um, so talk to me about your your six months. I, I thought it went pretty fast this year from a uh, – maybe September went a little slow, but I think the season just flew by because I remember talking to you preseason or in spring training, and you know I can't believe it's uh, it's already October. I know you broadcast pretty much every game. I mean, close to 150 from your bio here this year. Uh, what was that? What was that grind like for you this year? Was it was it faster than normal? Slower than normal? How did it go? I think in the end, it always feels fast. I mean, I, you know, we always say in our last broadcasts, in some form or another. I know I do. I know Ryan Lefevre does. That I, I can't believe it's already over. I can't believe this is the last homestand. I can't believe this is the last road trip. And and so I think you know, good years, bad years, no matter what, it, it always is a little bit of a shock to the system when it's done just because I, I, I don't know. I mean, it may feel long or quick or I, I guess everybody's different, but in the end, it's just like, wow, it's, it's already over. Weren't we just at spring training? And I, I, I suppose it goes a little faster when you're winning. I mean, I think everything's always better for no matter who you are, the, the vendor to the broadcaster to the, you know, owner to who, to the fans when you're winning, I, you know, it's interesting for those of us that do this every day, and there aren't very many of us in the country, that you definitely go through highs and lows and just being worn out. And we're, we're those of us that have done this for a long time are kind of, I think, mentally wired to be able to handle it. If you don't, you just don't stay in it. And that includes your family and, and all of that. I mean, there are a couple points this year where I hit the wall, and it's different every year. I mean, some years it's just the all-star break recharges me. Other years it's... You know, I, I'm, I need a break in June, and, and you don't get one, or, or, or it comes in August. And, and for me, I kind of felt like I actually still had hit the wall out of the All-Star break. It was weird. I, 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 we had a doubleheader right out of, out of the gate in Chicago. And, and once we got back into a rhythm later in, in July, I, I felt great and, and feel great right now. I mean, here, here we go. It's what you want. It's the playoffs. And, and, and as you and I have discussed many times on this show, uh, the Royals, it's all anyone talks about in Kansas City. It's a, it's a really, really great thing. Fox Sports Kansas City host uh, Joel Goldberg with us. Uh, Joel, so how's the dry cleaning bill this year? I know you guys had a lot of Gatorade baths. Yeah, if I, you know, if I was, if I was like most of your other guests who are business savvy and have success in the business world, I could tell you whether it was more or less than the past, how much money I spend, and I probably could start a dry cleaning business or at least find a dry cleaning business that wants to sponsor me. The fact that I don't have an answer or have done none of those things, Joel, tells. you're you're getting all you, you're you're becoming a celebrity. Obviously, you're on TV every day. I see you do promos now for different companies and throughout town. You're a, I, I would say, you know, I would say probably eighty percent of Kansas City know who you are when you walk down the street, right? Well, all the more reason than I guess to get a dry cleaner, you know. I mean, you need a dry uh, cleaning I, sponsor. I, I need a dry cleaning sponsor. I I swear that last week, I had one of the local news stations call me and say, "Hey, we, we," and having been in news for a long time, I've sat in these meetings, and you know, these meetings for content are just sort of a free for all. What will be a good idea? Probably just like you know, a, a marketing meeting or a business right. meeting, and and all that. And some ideas are good, some are bad. I'm not saying this was a bad one, but this guy said, hey, I, I, our news department wants to do a story on your dry cleaners. 
could you point us in the right direction? <laughs> and I, I suppose I, I do get the fascination with my dry cleaning bill, with the whole Gatorade thing. I got to tell you a funny story regarding Salvador in a minute. And so I get it, and and it's fun. I mean, I you would not believe how many nights a year at home, every night, where somebody says, are you going to get wet tonight, or are you going to avoid the Gatorade bucket? And my my response is, I hope so, because it means they won. But I, I don't. I think this local news station might be doing a story on my dry cleaners. I called them up and said, oh, by the way, you may want to let the owner know that you might be getting a phone call, and, um, hey, enjoy the free publicity. But Sunday, last Sunday, final game of the year, which was, I think about it, Minnesota, you know, I, I usually get whoever I get for my player of the game. Maybe we've talked about this before. It, it's usually the star of the game. But if it's a guy I had the day before, it might be someone else. Or if there's a language barrier, it's, you know, are we going to get a translator? Are they comfortable doing it? Are they, and there are a lot of factors that go in, and I pretty much just choose it. Uh, every now and then, producer might say, hey, I really want you to get But I, I've got a lot of freedom to do what I want. <clears throat> so, do you remember last Sunday, most of the starters were out. Right. And I was thinking about getting Alex Gordon. He had a nice day, long-time Royal. He'd be representative of, of the group. And so ninth inning, I walked towards the kind of the camera wall by the dugout in Minnesota. And there's Salvi with the smile you would fully expect on him, basically where the manager usually stands in the dugout. Thankfully, Ned wasn't right there. And he goes, hey, hey, hey. I look over him, big smile. Who are you going to get? <laughs> Which he's never asked me ever before, but of course he's not in the game at this point either, and he's like he's planning, he's scheming here, right? And and I said, well, you know, I, I was going to get maybe Gordon, I don't know, and he says, no, 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 you got to get Francisco Pena, right? I, said, I well, saw that. I said, I, I mean, that, that that's cool, and he got his first hit, but I also like we're going to the playoffs. I also need something like a regular. He said, everybody's gone; they all went back to the clubhouse. I said, okay, I'll make you a deal. He said, okay. He said, come closer, come closer. Now, he and I are like whispering in the corner of the dugout with two outs in the ninth inning. And I said, I'll, he said, I want to be able to toss the Gatorade on him. I said, I know you do. I said, that's fine. But you need to stay and answer questions. I don't want to do that. I just want to toss the Gatorade. No, 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 no. You got to stay and answer questions. No, 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 no. I, I don't want to answer questions. I just want to go. I said, look, I'm not interviewing him unless you stay. What are the questions? Oh, you know, to make them easy. No, 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 no. Come on. You can handle it. The people want to hear from you, Salvi. Yeah, okay. and is he, 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 he's, he's been on with you a few times, right? Yeah, he doesn't like to do it. Not so much the language barrier, because his language, I mean, when I first interviewed him when he was 19 years old in the minor leagues, uh, he was petrified. I mean, he, and, and he understands the questions now. The English is still getting better, but he's not nervous about that. But he just wants, like he was told to me the day before, that he was, he was told to do a radio interview at the end of the game. And he wasn't happy about it because he didn't get to toss the Gatorade bucket on his face. <laughs> That's kind of his M.O. That's his M.O. He loves it. And, and, and so we worked that out. And, and then I, to me, and I think a couple people might have seen the reference, he's waving to the fans with, you know, with like two peace, peace signs with the, the fingers up. And I'm, I'm thinking he looks like Nixon right now. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I, that's cool I to I do that it. now. That's cool. That's like what the kids do these days, Joel. They, yeah, the they throw the peace sign. They right. throw the peace signs out in photos. I don't get it either, but uh, I, I I believe I've seen athletes doing that many times. Oh, I might man. have actually done it one time at a bar at a late night uh, photo. I don't remember. No, I don't, fair enough. <laughs> so hey, Joel, we're, we got a minute forty left in the segment. You, um, we didn't reach a hundred wins. But we got to ninety five. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, we had a, we had a, a lot of new players coming in and out of the lineup this last few weeks. 
The, the 100 wins really doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it's, it's a great number, uh, just like 100 losses really is an awful number. But really, is a 100-loss season that much worse than a 98-loss season? It just pops out a little bit more. Same thing for the wins. For all the struggles in September, and I told anyone that would listen, let's just let's see where things are at the last week of the season. Let's see where things are going. And they went great. They won the final five. If anyone would have told you that this team would win in a landslide in the division and have 95 wins before the year, you'd say, oh, my gosh, this thing went as well as we could have ever, ever imagined. So 100 wins to me, a little bit greedy, would have been nice. Mm-hmm. They're where they want to be right now. And I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. It's a crapshoot. I hope they do well just so that we don't look back on the season with disappointment. But the regular season is so hard to do. And to have 95 wins is really, and the most in the American League, is mm-hmm. really special, especially for a team that some of the experts thought would finish in the 70s. Yeah, right. I mean, um, I believe my dad made a bet in Vegas on the uh, on the World Series this year. Maybe it was to win the division. I don't know, but it was it was the odds weren't. Um, I were in the 20, high twenties to win the World Series. So yeah, well, um, not anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, we're talking to Joel Goberg, who's uh, with Fox Sports Kansas City. You know him from the Royals games every night. We're going to be right back here on Grill Nation uh, after the break with more with Joel and the playoffs. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining me today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us and always connecting with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also on Instagram and Snapchat at Jason Grill. We've been talking to Joel Goldberg, who has uh, been on the front lines all season with the Kansas City Royals as the pre- and post-game host of Royals Live. You see him on Fox Sports Kansas City every night. I know everyone watches the games. Uh, we're getting into the postseason here. Obviously, we've had a few games thus far, the wild card and a couple of the division series games. Joel, welcome back to the show. You can follow Joel at GoldbergKC. He's uh, sitting on about 42,400 followers right now. Hopefully, by the end of the postseason, he'll be up to forty-three to 44,000. But, uh, Joel, how's it going, man? It's going great, and you know I, I don't I don't know that you ever dream about like Twitter followers, or I don't <laughs> even think when I moved here there was Twitter, but it really is like earlier in the week our final ratings came out for the year, and it was I think the I think it was like the highest regional game ratings in baseball since 2002 for anyone. Our pregame show was up over a hundred percent ratings. Our post-game show is up 80%, 87% ratings. So, you know, we talk about Twitter followers, all that kind of stuff. People are paying attention. People want to reach out. People want to talk about it, good or bad. And it's just, it's awesome. You know, it's, you know, with business, you know, with all the guests that you have and all the different things you do that when, when something is hot, and it can last a while, too that uh, people really want to jump on board. It's awesome. It really is. So talk to us about kind of the playoffs. I'm very excited about uh, the playoffs this year. Uh, you know, obviously, we, we've already seen some games when the show will air, but I, the teams that are in the playoffs from the Cubs to the Cardinals to the, to the Dodgers to the Mets, I mean, in the American League, you know, you have the Blue Jays back, you have the Royals, you have the Yankees, you have the Astros, the Rangers. I mean, I feel like the teams this year are uh, pretty exciting, and, you know, a lot of them are from big markets. Some of them are from small markets, but... You know, a lot of um, historically good franchises. Yeah, there's some really, 
really good names in there and and a nice balance in a mix. I mean, you know, what's interesting to me, Jason, is if you look at all the teams that qualified in the American League, the only one that was in the playoffs last year, the only one was the Royals. So that tells you a little bit, one, about the parity of the league, which I think is good in keeping people interested. And it tells you, too, about what the Royals were able to do this year that the Angels ultimately weren't able to do and the Orioles weren't able to do and the A's weren't able to do. So, I mean, that's – and the Tigers. That's really interesting to me. And then you look over on the other side where the National League, by numbers, clearly was better because the three best records came out of the National League. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, how fair is it that the Cubs and the Pirates, who are the second and third best records in baseball, only get to play one game for the right to play the best team in baseball, the Cardinals. Right. It's going to shake out that way. It's certainly worthy of a debate. I, you got to have you know, divisions, I, though. You have to just because of travel, right? I mean, you have to have yeah, teams that play I, each other that are close. And tradition I, in baseball, obviously. Yeah, tradition in, in, in some cases. I mean, y- y- you know, tradition to me is, okay, the Yankees in the American League, that type of stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, the divisions aren't now what they were. When I was when I was growing up, you know, you had yeah. the two divisions in each league. You had seven teams. We were rivals, obviously, with the A's, with the Angels, right? right. And we right. Tra- that and traveled probably more back then, right? I guess in that yeah, division. Yeah, and if you if you look at the teams that our dads grew up watching, there were, you know, in their early years, there were no divisions. It was just American League, National League. So you can go a lot of different directions. I've heard the commissioner say he likes the one game wild card. I personally would prefer two of three if that includes a double header to speed things up a little bit. Then so be it. With that said, once they added the second wild card, I just I love the fact that it now meant that winning your division means more because before, if you were the one wild card versus a division winner, there was really no difference. You could coast in, and everything mattered here to the end. So I like the way things are set up. I'm not convinced that the National League is necessarily better. The American League, I think, still ended up winning more interleague games. And you know, I had somebody say, "Boy, if the if the Royals were in the National League Central, they would have finished fourth place." Uh, yes, by record and based on who they played this year, sure. The Royals had a winning record against the Pirates. They were 2-1. and one. They went 1-2 one and two against the Cubs. They went 2-4 and four against the Cardinals. So close to 500 against those teams. And then the other two teams in that division, you talk about uh, that division being the best in baseball. The Royals, for what it's worth, went 8-0 against the, the Reds and the, and the um, Brewers, who both of those teams would have been in last place in the American League Central. So mm-hmm. it, was that division that great, or was it just that they had three teams that were neck and neck and the other two were so bad that they got a lot of wins? I don't know, but it makes for a great playoff. You talk about historical teams. Cardinals and Dodgers are probably the two most historic teams after the after the Yankees as far as history and, and all of that. The Pirates, uh, Cubs, you know, I mean, the way this thing just all set up is great and we know that the playoffs can be a crapshoot. That's right. It's going to be tough for the Royals to go back and win. There's a reason why teams don't win back-to-back years, but there's also a reason why the, the clear-cut favorite, and everybody seems to think right now Toronto's the clear-cut favorite, doesn't necessarily win every year. Things don't go the way we expect them to. I think that's what we love about the playoffs. The problem now is that it involves our team. So I say all the time, you know, getting fully emotionally invested with a team is like, you know, is, is like finding that girl or. Um, you know, dating and, and all that kind of stuff. If you're all in, you might get hurt. <laughs> and so go go all in, enjoy this, but you might end up being hurt at the end, and it's better to be hurt, I would say, than not having a team that's even in it. Joel Goldberg from Fox Sports Kansas City. Joel, 
What are your uh, What are you going to be doing this uh, upcoming week? I know that most of the games are national. I mean, all the games, I guess, are national yeah. broadcast. Where, where will you be, and, and what's going to be happening? So for all home games in the postseason, we'll do we'll do a post game show after every playoff game, and we had a lot of success last year. It's hard because you know our numbers on the post game show and pregame, for that matter, are in large part because the game is sandwiched around it, or they're sandwiched around the game. We don't have that. I mean, the games will be on Fox Sports 1 and, and other networks. MLB Network and different networks. MLB Network. And so people actually have to turn the channel. But I think that, you know, we've got a big enough footprint here, and, and enough people have seen our product 140, 150 games a year for eight years. We saw a lot of people switch over last year. Nobody else is really going to cover it like us just because we're the ones that have lived it every single day and, and we're committing the resources. So post-game shows will be from the field uh, at home. And I'll actually be reporting in the locker room, and, and Ryan LaFever will host those shows. And then when the team goes on the road, Rex Hubler and I will stay back, and we will do the show in front of a massive live audience at Power & Light. Last year we had 10,000 people out there during the World Series, and we're up there on the stage and got our set. And so we'll do all those shows, uh, the road shows, from Power & Light with uh, Ryan LaFever and Jeff Montgomery reporting from whatever site. Tomorrow, you will be at Power and Light for um, Game 3 of the ALDS, wherever we're playing, obviously. Yeah, Sunday afternoon at the Power and Light. Come down there. Thanks to our sponsor, is Kansas City and Power and Light District does help sponsor the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. So I I might come by tomorrow, Joel. I might uh, stop by and say hi. I I will bring you backstage in the green room if there's a bag full of stock 101 <laughs> i might yeah. I, I might actually do that i know you've uh you got to have some more pairs because you've ran through a, a lot this season i ran through a lot and i accidentally left a couple pair in the hotel in chicago so i wasn't happy about that because i actually had to double up i mean i went walking around minneapolis and i'm just like no these aren't good no 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 all right I, i'll and you got This is this is the playoffs. So lucky socks, Joel. We got yeah. about twenty seconds here in the show, but uh, I'll uh, I'll have to text you and, and see if I can come up with uh, you know five or six pairs to get over to you for uh, tomorrow. Perfect, perfect. And now the bad news or good news? This is good for a twelve year old. Is the socks are missing? Sometimes they come back, but I'm finding them in my son's drawer, which is cool, <laughs> you know, for a twelve year old. But but um, he's yeah, he's been like swiping some, and so I, I mean I like that. We're passing it on. I love it. Joel Goldberg, Fox Sports Kansas City, Royals are going to be with him. He's going to be here all uh, throughout the playoffs. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at GoldbergKC. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation. Always enjoy it. Thanks, Jason. Thank you very much, Joel. We'll be back next week here on Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us at 9 a.m. Have a great day.